Episode 10 of Basement Breaks. Double digits. Woo! Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Episode we made 10. it. Yeah. We made it. <clears throat> so. As always, I'm Steven. I'm Foster. Mm-hmm. Welcome back. So we just watched the uh, Sao Paulo Grand Prix. It was a fun weekend. I think I called it the Brazilian Grand Prix every single time in the last podcast. Um, that makes sense because that's what it used to be called. Yeah. And I don't know. It's frustrating sometimes. We had some good food. Did have good food. Went to an authentic Brazilian cafe mm-hmm. and got some authentic Brazilian food and some Dolce de Leche Brigadeiro truffle cake. Mm-hmm. First time I had that. Delicious. That was really interesting. I didn't know what to expect because it looks like chocolate. Simply just chocolate. Yeah. It's, uh, if you know, like I've learned through having Brazilian food that they love sweetened condensed milk mm-hmm. and the like dolce de leche is essentially just like cooking that down mm-hmm. and like caramelizing it. Oh, so okay. it just makes everything like sweet, creamy, and just like delicious as yep. far as like the sweets yep. part of things. But yep. so yeah, that was kind of cool to enjoy some authentic food. Yeah, I think we had that Saturday, but we'll tone yep. it back because qualifying was another sprint weekend. Yep. To close out the triple header, I think this sprint weekend I was the most prepared for. Yes, I agree. Even though I don't think we knew it was a sprint weekend until mid last week. Yeah, just learning that it is, you kind of prepare yourself Yes, for it. But also knowing that there wasn't going to be a race next week, and I was like, all right, I'm going to dedicate this entire weekend to Formula One. It'll be fine. Yeah, you do have to dedicate almost more time for the sprint. Yes. I mean, qualifying is still the big event on a Saturday, so there's still a big event on Saturday. Well, qualifying was Friday, and then the shootout was saturday with the race on saturday correct yeah what i'm saying is the on a normal weekend qualifying saturday it's a big event mm. sprint just like replaces that gotcha gotcha so it does sort of spread out more of the stuff that you have should watch and i feel less inclined to watch every single free practice end to end yeah versus if you miss the shootout you're gonna miss a chunk of knowledge for the race especially with uh some drama that happened that we'll get into later yeah but at the very least we were ready for this weekend. Yes. Um, so maybe we just jump into uh, qualifying. Um, I know free practice, there are some interesting tidbits that happened, but it feels mm-hmm. like so long ago because we've had two races and two qualifying since. that. And it's only one free practice. Mm-hmm. I typically, on a typical weekend, I catch free practices as sort of background. Mm-hmm. I think that, you know, if I have the time, I'll sit down and watch them fully but Mm -hmm. i think almost listening to them like a podcast format and then catching some moments that happen Mm -hmm. um i do think that i get a lot of valuable information from the commentators when they have three hours plus to talk about different things Mm -hmm. about the weekend and to have will buxton scrambling around the pit lane (laughs) trying to get the cameraman to go around the mechanics that are blocking the car to prevent you from showing something that they're working on. Like that's always entertaining. Mm -hmm. Um, And also I think that, and we can get into this later, but I think the team's like performance 
does change when they only have one free practice versus three. Yeah. There's a, that's a huge difference in how much data and like experience they can get Mm -hmm. and different things they can try when Mm -hmm. you only have one hour is very different. Yeah. Where normally you would have, you know, Red Bull get the perfect pristine setup. Yeah. Um, They have everything figured out by like middle of, you know, the third free practice and they're just like playing around at that point. Yeah. It gives other teams a chance to catch up a little bit. Yeah. Um, but qualifying, I think uh, Friday qualifying, you yeah, know. Friday qualifying for the race. That was interesting. Uh, there wasn't as much weather, I don't think, in, in Friday qualifying, um, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, there was an incident on uh, Q1 uh, that screwed over a couple cars, at least ruined their ability to, to you know, finish qualifying. Mm-hmm. Um, Akon was, you know, starting a, a hot lap um, right after the Senna S. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Alonzo just happened to be at the tail end very close to the apex of that turn, um, at least how I kind of saw that. Um, there was maybe a lapse in judgment. There was maybe a bump hit. There was all these things on Twitter of people saying, oh, he lost control of the car. Alcon says he never lost control of the car. Mm-hmm. But then if you see like a cell phone video from someone in the grandstands, yeah, his car was not 100% in control at the time of the yeah. incident. So I almost feel like you don't necessarily have to have full control of the car to be putting in a fast lap. Yeah. You really just, and I think Lando is someone that's good at essentially throwing the car around and mm-hmm. then just sort of correcting little mistakes of traction. Yeah. Um, I think he was just going full bore and... Alcon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And to be able to, I think also with what happened... There were a lot of drivers that were off the racing line, but not giving a ton of space. It's a very narrow track. It's a very narrow track. So I think that that contributed to that. Mm -hmm. But also, in this particular circumstance, Alonso had a whole car length to the right that Mm -hmm. he could have been in. Yeah. And it would have prevented such events from happening. It could have made it at least less bad. Yeah. Maybe Alcon just goes off on his own. Yeah. Um, Um, Neither of them, I think, were expecting their other person to be where they were yeah. and i think that that's what caused them to impact yes yeah um you know it's unfortunate it happens yeah um it's part I, of it ruined it for i, I kind of forget if that ruined it very badly for Alcon. um i know he didn't qualify his quality didn't end great yeah. um but um i think alonzo ended up with a much better qualifying later um he yeah. didn't take nearly as much damage it looked like he was taking some floor damage because as you saw his car come in i think it was his front left tire just was stagnant not moving at all yeah I mean, he was able to turn and stuff yeah. like that but it wasn't moving yeah um so i'm happy that Aston martin was able to get that fixed mm-hmm. um because the rest of qualifying offered for some uh, an interesting grid order for sunday yeah um just to rattle off some names here obviously or you know not obviously maybe anymore but you know for verstappen qualified first yep um eclair second mm-hmm. uh you had both aston martins in third and fourth yeah uh, to finish the qualifying out with um, you know, seeing them kind of self-destruct over the past yeah, four months. Yeah. Um, it's that's really good to see. I'm yeah. very happy for not only Alonzo, but Lance, who, you know, has kind of been the 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 brunt of maybe some of the frustration. Yeah. Um, because he wasn't performing to the level that Alonzo was at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, but out qualifying your teammate, you know, is always, you know, yeah, put some some rocket boosters under you a little bit. Yeah. I think for the last, you know or five months when you have a driver that has so much experience and a driver that's so new 
a driver that has an experience, I think, is going to excel on a worse car mm-hmm. just because they can pull more out of it. Mm-hmm. But I think in this scenario, seeing them actually have good pace, both in single lap and race pace, mm-hmm. levels things a, a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think that Stroll was able to perform better than he has been with a good car. And Alonso was just able to get even better than he was already trying to do in the slow, less performing car that they've had for the last, I don't know, six, seven, eight races. Yeah. Yeah. That was, but it was cool to see them performing well again. Cause I was at the beginning of the season, not having any prior experience. I was like loosely rooting for them. And I was, it was really cool for me to see someone like Alonso Mm -hmm. still racing and getting podiums the first six races. Yeah. I was like low key, like an Aston Martin fan. Mm -hmm. Um, Not saying I'm not now, but just sort of figuring out my way through things. It was cool to see that. And then it was really sad to see them lose so much performance over the whole middle of the season, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, some rain might have helped him out, kind of secure that third and fourth, that yeah. qualifying three. Um, that was that was pretty fun to watch, mostly because I think every car did one lap. Yep. And then I think, if I remember correctly, I think Checo needed to do another lap, but that rain was coming in like crazy. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't able to get it off. Unfortunate for him because I think he would have qualified. I think he would have been up there. That car had pace. Oh yeah. Um. But that that rain, I think, yeah. didn't it remove a part of the grandstand somewhere? It, uh, yeah, like a, I, a roof or something. I like don't that. think it was the main straight, but mm-hmm. somewhere I did see a cell phone video from the grandstands mm-hmm. of like those black clouds oh. that just came over. Like you don't see really those around quickly. here. Yeah, <laughs> and the the grandstand is was essentially built with like a metal frame and then like a vinyl wrap mm-hmm. that was like the roof mm-hmm. and that whole thing just like tore off. I remember, and this is an exact quote, but I remember something what Leclerc said. Um, he had never experienced something like that before in his life where the temperature dropped and it felt like it was raining, but there was no rain. Yeah. And mo- that was multiple drivers. That yeah. was, and that was interesting from my perspective. Cause I had never like heard or seen about that mm-hmm. or even thought about the impact that rain coming in, you know, you're going to have that extreme drop in temperature. Yep. And I think with the high tire deg on this track, that was sort of felt in an extreme way, that mm-hmm. temperature change where mm-hmm. you're already struggling with grip. And if you're on used softs mm-hmm. and then you have that tire there, the temperature change, I could see that they felt so slippery that they it felt like it was rain without having rain on their visor. Yep. Yep. So. So that was a, a pretty fun qualifying. Um, so a pretty pretty fun Friday overall. Uh, maybe we re- move right into uh, into uh, the sprint shootout now. Let's do um, it. So I have something that's wrong here. Alonzo and Ocon's crash was in the qualifying. We affirmed that because we checked the video right before. So we'll yes. skip that point. My bad. Um, but the sprint shootout, Lando got pole. That yes, was really exciting. Yeah. Not his first pole. No. But I think he put in a great drive. I, I forget the time differential, but... Um, I think he led Max's lap for the sprint shootout uh-huh. by six hundredths. Real close. 
so very close. Yeah. And that was, I believe, Lando put in the lap, and then Max got his lap. Oh, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, like, he was, he did have slightly, very slightly less pace. Yep. Um, but that was exciting as a Lando fan to, uh, you know, having Oscar recently won a sprint race mm-hmm. um, and having a Formula One win before Lando, seeing Lando get pole for the sprint shootout was giving me a lot of hope that Lando <laughs> could pull out a win in a sprint shootout so I could kind of... I don't know. He just, he needs a win. He mm-hmm. needs a win. He does need a win. Um, uh, in third, we had, you know, Checo qualified P3 and both Mercedes behind him. Yep. Um, just kind of set the stage for, for the sprint race itself. Um, there were no accidents. You know, I think it was clean driving overall. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the, the three who started first, second, and third finished first, second, and third. Yep. Um, you could see George Russell um, take some shots at Checo. Mm-hmm. But right away, you could see those Mercedes tires were not, treating yeah. them kindly mm-hmm. um and that also offered some foreshadowing for the race itself um but you know great points for for verstappen checo good for red bull really great for lando you know another mm-hmm. p2 yeah um he's getting podiums left and right now it's it's fun to see yeah because you know, at the beginning of the season i mean we've talked about it how many times now that car was a tractor yeah it um, was and and to see him just you know do so much better just goes to show how much these engineers how much these uh mechanics drivers everyone from top to bottom can work so hard to turn a team around in yeah. less than a year yeah um it, it was uh i think at the beginning of the season towards the beginning of the season lewis hamilton said that red bull was a year and a half ahead of us in terms of development mm-hmm. well you can make up a year and a half in less than a year yep if you really put your head to the grindstone yeah um and you know maybe the idea is not always right maybe the direction's not always right like the whole haas Re- redesign yeah i mean like, but maybe they found something and maybe they're sticking with it for a little bit yeah you know uh mercedes just switched from their side no side pod to side pod design now they yeah. have some work to do but mclaren man they're on their game right yeah. now they so. still have the world record for the fastest pit yeah i don't think recent. i don't think that's gonna get touched anytime soon <laughs> yeah, it will get touched eventually i think um yeah uh callum nicholas um I've, I've watched a podcast with him and uh, forgive me for not remembering which one exactly it was. Yep. Um, but he, he said that he thinks that the top time that can be done is somewhere in the one sevens. And that was before McLaren did the one eight. Yeah. And, so. and there are, I believe Red Bull has a one eight something. Yeah. But not a one eight Oh, not a one eight Oh, yeah. which is, and I follow like a, I've watched a decent amount of like drag racing and, fighting for times and the difference when people like what people seek out to get when you have a drag car is to get in the eights in the sevens mm-hmm. so uh you know a point eight you know they're hunting for the 1.7s mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is only you know one yep, yep. the way so yeah it's very tight it's so tight even you know that's pit stops but across lap times and finishing and qualifying so tight nowadays in formula one timing wise oh yeah oh yeah the game of milliseconds now getting into the full race we have a lot of points to touch on here because it was a pretty exciting race um i was able to catch a chunk of it live then i had to go somewhere um and then missed the rest of it which also was was equally as exciting as the stuff that i saw yes um so maybe we start off with the formation lap. Let's do it. 
Um, there was a hydraulic. Most issue. people did well. Yeah, most people on did. the formation lap. I think you know, nineteen out of the twenty cars made it out of the formation lap. <laughs> Unfortunately, Charles Leclerc had a hydraulic issue. Yep. Um, and it was <laughs> so. <laughs> there were three of us watching the race together. And you know, for, you don't expect anything to happen in the formation. Lab. And n- and neither is the the cameraman no. or the commentators. No. So all it does is cut to Leclerc inside the wall <laughs> on the formation lap, <laughs> and my jaw just drops. And he goes, "I am so unlucky. Why am I so unlucky?" But yeah, you could hear a pin drop in our house. Oh yeah, at a certain point because no yeah. no one knew what to say. No, it was that was uh... with a combination of like confusion and like. He was starting De- second. Depression of Ferrari just <laughs> not having, and Leclerc specifically not having luck is, uh, it was just sad. He was starting second on the grid. That would have changed. Everything we saw would have been completely different. Oh, completely off. It was, <laughs> oh man. So yeah. So Leclerc cla- crashed. <laughs> yeah. Le- crashed. <laughs> Le-, Le crashed. Le formation lap. Le crash. Yep. Um, so that being said, Verstappen started uh, pole position with no one next to him. Yep. Um, both Aston Martins behind him. Um, so they did a restart. Yep. Or no, they they didn't have well, to do a restart because they never started. That yes, they did the they tried to do the formation lap, finished the formation lap after they did uh, removed his car, <laughs> and then started the race. Yep. But then that didn't last very long <sighs> because, like Mexico. We couldn't make it out of turn one without multiple impacts. I so Haas was starting, I think, eleventh and twelfth. Eleventh and twelfth. And right from the go, they didn't they didn't look very quick. And uh, when I say right from the go, I mean like within the first one second, Alex uh, Albon yeah. was on the ass. It went, and of they the sh- Haas. they show the shot from the front, and yep. you can tell when people have a bad start and mm-hmm. there's faster people behind them because they immediately shoot to the outside, and yep. you can see their whole car. Yep. And it's like, not to get ahead of ourselves, but the two there was essentially like a center lane of Aston Martins and Haas's, yep. and then cars were just shooting and pouring yeah. out both sides. I, what ha- I don't know what happened to have four drivers of the same, you know, two two teams. At least have- it was consistent. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like. <laughs> And Max got out of there real good, didn't he? <laughs> yeah, Lando got out of there. Yeah. Max got out of there. Uh, Albon tried to, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, he, his car got broken by a Haas. Yeah, and you know what's you know what's most unfortunate. So, do we decide? Was it uh, Hulkenberg or Magnus? So Hulkenberg, Hulkenberg was probably started the incident. Yeah, and I believe he was. I believe it was Magnus and Hulkenberg eleventh, twelfth. And so that okay. that was the edge that that they had okay, separating okay. each other. Yeah. But then, what resulted was Hulkenberg essentially ended up tapping Albon. Albon spun mm-hmm. this way, spun back this way. Yep. Forward momentum pushed him into Magnuson. Yeah. Magnuson ended up going off, hitting Piastri. Yes. And Magnuson's wheel took out Danny Rick's yeah. wing. And so the two Hulk- Australians weren't even a part of this yeah. and got their race ruined. And Hulkenberg just went on his merry way to continue. We were talking about that. And um, I mentioned something to you where I feel like as a Formula One driver, you have to, you have to for an hour and a half during a race day, be the most selfish, 
person yeah. in the entire world mm -hmm. because Hulkenberg took out four drivers with a minor mistake and then had to put his head down and drive. Yeah. Which, okay, maybe you don't think about that when you're a driver. I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, I would feel so bad. It's like I, I just have... caused $2 million in damage yeah. somewhere. Someone's and that would just be this. floating around in my head and I would not be able to focus on... Oh, I could do well now. Yeah. Hopefully, and he didn't anyway. Focus. He didn't. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> he, he yeah. it wasn't a great drive for him anyway. So, but all of that being said, that happened, and then that caused a red flag, mm -hmm. which caused a another restart. Another restart. Yeah, yeah, that so was great. We it was essentially like a twenty to thirty minute delay. Yep, from where the race should have started to where it actually ended up starting, yeah, which was bad for you because you already knew that you had a certain time that you needed to leave. Yep. So that was unfortunate that you were able to catch significantly less laps. It happens. Before skedaddling. It happens, it happens. But yeah, so after that was all, after all the dust settled, we had Verstappen in first, mm -hmm. Norris in second. Yep. Alonso was in third. Mm-hmm. Um... I think, I think there was the Mercedes were somewhere there in Perez's way, because um, I remember him passing signs too. Signs too. Okay, so um, you know the Mercedes, uh, qual they qualified decently. Um, it, like we said about the sprint race, they were having so many tire deg issues. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, George was behind Lewis and yeah, chirping on the radio a little bit, getting frustrated. Yeah. Um, Checo was able to pass George. Then they didn't play George's radio for a little while. I think probably because he was having an aneurysm on the radio. So they just turned his volume down. Yeah, they just turned his volume. <laughs> they muted his mic for the rest of the for the rest of the race, and then later told him <laughs> just come back, just, just retire. Just, the car. just give it up. Just give it just up. Just give it up. No, I think that you know he did retire because there was imminent failure within his car. Mm -hmm. But at that point, also like he would have gotten maybe one point. Yeah. And it was kind of a wash already at that point. It was looking grim. And, you know, I feel yeah. bad for him because he took his, you know, maiden yeah. win here last year. Um, as a driver, you probably have that marked on the calendar. It's like, I own Brazil. Yeah. And then you don't own Brazil. And it's like, go next race. And even if you don't say it out loud, you're probably setting yourself up in your head. It's like, I could do really well here. Mm -hmm. And then that would, especially for someone that easily gets frustrated, that's not going to help out your mental if you're trying to set your expectations too high. Yeah. Which I think that he does a lot. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, they, they played Lewis's radio. I think he was more calm and collected. Yeah. He yeah. was more just like being analytical about the car yeah. and the lack of grip. I think I would like to, in a hypothetical situation, I would like to see if Mercedes could have done any significant amount better if they had two more hours of free practice. I'd be interested about that too, because I think throughout the entire season, we've seen them do better in long runs. Yep. And this race, they had none of that. I don't, and I think Lewis even said, you should have put me on hearts at a certain point to yep. do a one stop rather than a two stop. Yep. So uh, scratching yeah. their heads there, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. And like, obviously we've seen them performing well as of recently, but I think just having, they just couldn't have enough time figured out in that single hour to have the the correct tuning of, you know, they, they can fine tune so many little things that can make such a big difference. Mm -hmm. And when you have even a small difference of two tenths a lap, mm -hmm. if you're racing for 71 laps, that's massive. Mm -hmm. And I think that that was sort of their 
shortcoming was just not having that ability to, you know, have grip. And that was really important in this race. And they, you know, had a worse result than they expected, I think. Yeah, I, I agree. So, you know, wrap it up for, for Mercedes here. Lewis ended up P8. Um, so, you know, damage limitation for him still came out with some points. Mm-hmm. George ended up retiring. Um, I'm going to gloss over Yuki and Esteban Alcon because they both scored points. Great for them. Yeah. Logan Sargent was our hometown hero one point outside of it. Close. Um, we'll work our way up the order here. Pierre Gasly, he had some great drives or great yeah. moments as well. Um, every every so often the camera would cut to him and he just looked like he was a bat out of hell yeah. passing Lewis. It was kind of cool yeah. to see that. Um, so that's great to see. And, 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 sh- and, you know, a good shout out to, to Espan Alcon for letting him go by. I think it was clear that yeah. whatever Pierre's setup was, was just quicker. Yeah. Um, so, you know, he let him by and he got points as a result. So great yeah. for, great for, um, uh, Alpine really. Yeah. Um, signs, I, I kind of, oh, he, he made his position. So, you know, yeah. a quiet Solid drive from Carlos Sainz. Yeah, the car survived. The car survived. Yeah, <laughs> unlike uh, unlike his buddy. Yeah. Um, uh, Lance Stroll, P five. Yeah. Great points. Yeah. Great That's points. good for him. Great for Canada. Yeah, especially after with the like we talked about. I talked about earlier with a low performing car. Alonso's been able to squeeze stuff out of it. Oh yeah. Not, ne- not necessarily a ton of points, but still more than Stroll. Mm-hmm. But I think that he probably felt really good seeing himself on pole mm-hmm. or sorry not on pole on uh the podium for qualifying mm-hmm. um and yeah i just think in general uh aston martin was probably really happy with this their performance this weekend i agree i agree and that's great to see i'm very happy for him let's get into this little duel we have here um could be the name of our episode here because i think this was a master class duel between Checo and Fernando Alonso, and it yeah. carried for not not three laps. This was like twelve laps yeah. of you Definitely. know within a second, in and out within a second. Yeah, um, yeah, I think both drivers just showed a tremendous amount of focus throughout that duel as well. Yes, um, you were able to watch it live, and you could yeah. kind of see what was happening and developing. Yeah, um, and there were a couple points where it looked like Checo was gonna try to pass him earlier than he did. Yeah, um. But it went to the second to last lap that Checo passed him. Yeah, so uh, it was essentially 10 or 11 laps of Alonso mm-hmm. ahead, just sustained ahead time. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that time, Checo was even in DRS mm-hmm. and still just either not committing or unable to pass him. And then lap 70, Checo passed Alonso. <clears throat> and then it wasn't until the last lap that they had another battle again. Mm-hmm. And Perez just wasn't able to defend him fully. Yeah. Went around, Alonso went around him on turn 11 or 12, probably. Mm-hmm. And then came across the line five, five. F- 53 thousandths, yeah. so five hundredths ahead of him. Yep. And if you watch the video, Checo goes by him directly after. Yeah, yeah. So whether or not, you know, he, like, let out or anything. If there were, like, a hundred more meters or even ten more meters. Oh, man. Yeah. That was, like, probably the best driving between two cars that I've seen Mm -hmm. since both Ferraris at Monza. 
yes battling for a position with the exception of one lockup that race yeah <laughs> that was scary yeah. but even still that just made it like more action-packed mm-hmm. right, the cars are so big that it's probably so hard to do that especially yeah. in sao paulo of all places yeah um but you could kind of see every so often check would just take a peek you know maybe lose a couple seconds take a peek yeah. but um i think it came down to energy too yeah it was it was energy and it was also um because they were on similar i want to say they were on similar Tire, they were on the same softs, mm-hmm. but uh, they were probably similar tire lifetime. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was really interesting seeing how different of lines they were taking. Mm-hmm. I sort of equated that to them having better cars suited for different lines, but then you sort of brought up when we watched it back, I didn't think about the fact that sometimes staying out of the dirty air that's like turbulent air yes can mess with your performance so if he was directly behind him that entire time he probably would have started to you know fall behind faster Mm -hmm. so if he was almost avoiding checo essentially was going really tight on apexes while alonso was taking really wide turns Mm -hmm. and i think alonso was able to keep that distance between them for so long because he alonso was essentially able to carry more momentum through corners taking the wide line Mm -hmm. Um, but it was just really exciting to see an actual fight for, you know, a podium. Oh yeah. And they both wanted it. You could tell they both were hungry for that. The last 10 to 12 laps was really exciting for me Mm -hmm. because while that was going on the same, the whole time, Norris and Verstappen pitted at different times Mm -hmm. on their second pit. I believe Norris pitted like two laps later than Max did mm-hmm. at their last, you know, pit session. But Lando put on slightly used softs. Mm-hmm. So their softs had the exact same number of laps on them. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that Verstappen wasn't pushing as hard. Mm-hmm. But at 61 laps, Lando had a 12 second gap to Verstappen. Mm-hmm. He ended with an eight? He ended with eight, eight seconds left. Yeah. So he was reeling him in so fast. I was going to mention that in a different way, where I was just going to say 8.2 seconds is so much less than what we were looking at yeah. during the beginnings of this season, or, or, or the first half of this season. Oh, we were yeah. looking at like 30, 40 seconds there was, Yeah, sometimes. there was one, I can't remember which race it was, but Max had like a 46 second lead to I could second. Have, I could have watched him win went to the bathroom gotten a beer before the yeah <laughs> yeah number won. two crossed the line yeah. yeah but but lando's i mean you know the, again we talked about it earlier but mclaren lando they're on their stuff i think Flying. oscar had a you know not a solid weekend yes first time at the first track at we'll the give track. him that rookie but you know next week or two weeks from now it's everyone's first time at a track i saw a meme today that was like i think it was posted by mclaren but mm-hmm. it was just like a or panel where it's like sad that you don't have experience on the next race and then it was piastri like sad or just like stoic <laughs> and then it showed piastri like smiling and laughing and it's like realizing it's everyone's first time next week <laughs> <laughs> no i'm, I'm excited we'll have to think yeah. about um you know wrapping it up uh, podium max lando alonzo i think yeah. that was a great podium and we were both uh two for three were we yeah hamilton was the only one that we didn't, didn't we both say Verstappen Norris? I think I don't remember. 
pretty sure we both said it, but just different orders. I did throw. No, I didn't throw Checo in there. Which I, is also... I think we both said. I think you said Verstappen, Hamilton, Norris. Okay. And I said Verstappen, Norris, Hamilton. Oh, okay, okay. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. Oh, we, I don't we were know. close either. Way. I got one right at least, yeah. maybe two. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Verstappen, Lando, Alonso, Lando, Alonso, former teammates. That's nice to see. Um. Yeah, great weekend, Sao Paulo. Yeah, Vegas to look forward to. We're kind of thinking about what we're going to do maybe next next weekend for a podcast. Obviously, there's not going to be a race preview podcast, so it kind of yeah. gives us some time to recover after yeah. a lot of episodes really here. I think we could do, um, you know, talk about some sim experience. Mm-hmm. And we also missed sim racing for, uh, we did Mexico. Yeah, we didn't do Brazil. We didn't do Brazil. Yeah. So we'll probably do some talk about it a little bit yeah uh, maybe some you know news caught up mm-hmm. um and then looking into the next weekend yeah um but yeah as always we appreciate you tuning in uh if you're watching on youtube uh please subscribe leave a like um if you're watching on spotify um we appreciate it leave a review five stars is much appreciated or or one star if, if you hate me or foster it's okay yeah, you know, that's fine. Um, Apple Podcasts, you can find us there too. Uh, TikTok, Instagram, at Basement Breaks. As always, we appreciate you and yeah. we'll catch you on the next episode. Catch you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Bye.